Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done. Perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20. on CityCast DC. It's election day, and given that DC is not a state, there are some unique stakes going on. What could today's congressional elections mean for home rule in DC? To find out, I'm joined by Janate Dill of Axios DC. It's Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is CityCast DC. Thank you for being here. For folks who might not know, what is home rule? Thanks for having me. Home rule in D.C. is what allows the city to elect its mayor and have D.C. council and a limited amount of local authority. It is essentially what allows us to act independently as a district. It came about in the mid-70s after a long period of advocacy and before then the city couldn't elect its own mayor and it couldn't elect its own council to be accountable to its citizens directly and craft laws and lead the city so you know home rule while we don't have full rights as 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 states do or we can't elect our voting house of representative or two senators home rule allows us to have the power to run the city with still Congress being the final check when they so choose to. So as you said, it's been around since 1973, but there's a movement to potentially get rid of home rule. Where is this coming from and why is it happening? There's a movement among some conservative Republicans, essentially, who are rethinking home rule entirely. The GOP has interfered in local district laws, you know, previously still continue to do so like our ability to fund abortions in D.C. sort of being restricted by Republicans who are opposed in Congress and the ability for the city to tax and regulate marijuana has been restricted by a Republican from Maryland, famously. But this takes it a whole nother level in a way that hasn't been really discussed. And it's simply repealing home rule entirely and reverting the city to what it was before 1973. And I guess having Congress run the district again, which is a monumental task, it's not clear to me that some of these Republicans understand that. It's also maybe important to know it's unclear how many Republicans support this kind of a congressional takeover of DC. Certainly some of the further on the right Republicans seem to toy with this idea. Yeah. How did this become a political issue? Well, it's sort of become, in the past few years, part of this amped up 
sort of Trumpism, very far right, conservative Republican ecosystem, I suppose. It's just another way for them to, if they do take control of Congress, to assert more power and again, use the district as a testing ground for very right-wing ideas. If home rule was repealed, like theoretically, I guess, you know, people like Congressman Andrew Clyde, a junior congressman from Georgia, well, he thinks maybe we should outlaw abortion. Maybe we should get rid of any of the gun restrictions in D.C. You know, he talks about maybe we shouldn't have a mayor because there's no D.C. mayor in the Constitution. So why do we have it as sort of what he has said previously to us in Axios reporting. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was just going to ask about Andrew Clyde. So if listeners aren't familiar with him, he's known for wearing combat boots on the hill and he, you know, has a gun shop and he's a real advocate for like red state style gun laws and things like that. So whatever you're imagining, that's what Andrew Clyde is like. And as someone from D.C., something that can be frustrating is the way that People who aren't from here, don't have any real business in D.C., love to grandstand about what we're doing in D.C., right? He's Andrew Clyde is not the first. He won't be the last. Why do you think that is? I think part of it is they can because of the way the city is limited in the home rule. And if you're a Republican, I guess it's typically Republicans and they want to make a point about something nationally that they think gets them possibly good headlines, they can use DC as a sort of punching bag. I think they're sort of appealing, I suppose, to Republicans who want to use DC, you know, as this testing ground. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. So how seriously do you think that we should take this threat? Like, is this a real thing? How likely is it that home rule might be overturned? It's a good question. I think the district's leaders, Mayor Muriel Bowser, D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson, they take it seriously. They have a very sober reaction when, well, you know, this was, I guess, back in July when I wrote this column about Andrew Clyde with my colleague. But they were, you know, somber in their responses. And it's unclear in the sense of if, you know, the Republicans that take Congress, let's say they even took both chambers, whether this would be a realistic outcome. Could they actually repeal home rule? I mean, you have to remember, like, and Phil Mendelson has told me this, is that this is a, I believe now, $15 billion budget. How do you just 
take over that kind of a responsibility. You know, that that's a lot of micromanaging that Congress would have to do. It wouldn't just happen overnight. It would probably take years. And at that point, I'm sure the Congress can swing back the Democrats and change. But I think what's more immediate is that if Republicans do win majorities is that they will probably, you could see them go after some of the things that they have said they would do, which is look at DC's abortion law, look at DC's gun control regulations, certainly not legalize the sale of marijuana, which hasn't even been accomplished under Democrat and Biden control, oddly enough. I mean, it's hard to tell if home rule would actually be repealed, but I guess the bottom line is that district leaders do take it seriously enough. Yeah, I guess, you know, you really speak to whether or not it's a threat. But aside from the idea of if they could repeal home rule, do enough Republicans even want that? Is that an issue that enough Republicans even care about? When Andrew Clyde sort of talked to us, talked to Axios about being sort of very out front on this anti-home rule position he staked out back in July, the House GOP uh, leadership said, this is Andrew Clyde's project and that this hasn't risen to the level of, I guess, importance for the House GOP leadership. At least that's what they're saying right now. I mean, you got to think with like the economy and like all the things that will go after Biden for it. I mean, it, I don't know if this would rise to that level, but certainly there are Republicans who talk about this issue. And again, a lot of these home rule interferences interventions start through just budget provisions that get added. That's why DC can't regulate tax and sale of marijuana. It's just a blind item in a budget. So we could expect to see more of those, I would assume. But wholesale repealing home rule, we'll have to see essentially, is this something, you know, Kevin McCarthy would start talking about after the midterms? I don't know. God, I hope not. (laughs) You know, a lot of this conversation is very enraging to me as someone who's from D.C. Uh, But on a more positive note, while we're talking about home rule, we have to talk about Eleanor Holmes Norton's push to expand home rule. Uh, She's proposing a bill that would give D.C. the exclusive authority to prosecute D.C. crimes, give D.C. the exclusive authority to grant clemency for D.C. crimes, and eliminate the congressional review period for D.C. legislation. What do you think the likelihood is that that actually will get passed before the new Congress comes in January? It's a good question. It's not clear to me that there is a lot of time left, frankly. And after the midterms, it'll just be a potential lame duck period. So what I have reported is that the mayor's office has this idea they're floating, which is that between election day and when the new Congress is seated, they would like for Norton and, you know, the mayor herself personally and other Democrats to really lobby leadership in the Senate to jam through essentially a statehood bill and maybe an absence of that sort of just greater home rule as Norton has proposed. But one avenue that's being considered is right after midterm sort of really jamming through some sort of home rule pro-DC autonomy legislation, even if that, you know, is a lame duck period using that democratic control to get something done before they're potentially unseated. 
One of my last questions for you, Junaid, I know that you're from D.C. What has been following this like as someone who is from the city? Like, I have to imagine this is local for you. It feels like an issue that is close to home, not just an issue that you professionally cover. I mean, it is sort of very dramatic to imagine, to put it lightly, Congress taking over the city and all the effects of that. As an everyday citizen, I mean, we already don't have voting rights, full voting rights in in Congress. To have the entire sort of city stripped away of any local power would be quite remarkable without any sort of, I don't know, parallel in, in recent memory. Well, thanks so much for being here, Junaid. Thank you. So folks, if you have not already, please go vote. Drop your ballot at a drop box, mail it in, or go in person. And check our show notes if you need help finding your closest voting site. And before you go, some quick news. I've unfortunately got some sad restaurant updates. The Pig in Logan Circle and its sister restaurant, Grillfish in West End, are both closing on Saturday, November 12th. Grillfish was a staple in the neighborhood for 26 years, so it's a big loss. Go get some calamari this week before they shut down. On a more positive note, the National Zoo has two new elephants. The mother-daughter pair arrived on Sunday. The zookeepers are hoping that one of them will mate with a lone male, 41-year-old Spike. If this happens, we may have some baby elephants soon, so stay tuned. And lastly, DMV native Kevin Durant told ESPN that he wants to join the Washington Commander's new ownership group. Now, several potential bidders emerged last week, including Jeff Bezos, Jay-Z, and television station owner Byron Allen. Forbes values the Commanders at $5.6 billion, which is a little rich for my blood, so I think I'm going to sit this one out. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. We'll have election results for you tomorrow morning, so be sure to listen in and tell your friends, too. Talk to you then.